Welcome to the Employee Co. HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson. With me is my brother and partner, Scott. Hello. Jason Isai, our Vice President of HR. Hi, everyone. And of course, Nikki Navarro working the board in the new year. So Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2023. Hope you all had a good set of holidays. Yeah, 22 flew by. It did. So we thought we'd uh, we'd take a look back at 22 and uh, it was kind of the bigger HR issues as well as then talk a little bit about 23. But uh, and also a big uh, thank you to Scott Robinson for being on our show what last a great month. Guest, if you're first tuning into our podcast now, listen to the last one. He Scott's awesome. And Google Robinson Resource Group. It's a great great way to improve, especially if you're a leader in the in a company and an executive. It's a great way to improve your skills and abilities. Yeah, Scott's a good friend and a great guest. So. Yeah, great guest. So, Jason, 2022. 20, so, it was interesting as you look back, it seems like a lifetime ago. But 22 started the big, the first big, really, controversy was the COVID-19 vaccine. Vaccine mandates. Right. It was, a man, it was mandated. OSHA was going to require it to uh, employees, any company that had employees over 100. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost exactly a year ago that the Supreme Court came down and overruled OSHA uh, ruling or, or prohibited where OSHA was going to say, if you're, a, if you're a company with 100 employees or more, you have to have all of your employees vaccinated or go through weekly testing. And obviously there was accommodations for religious and disabilities. But yeah, the Supreme Court almost a year ago said that's prohibited. And now up to each employer whether or not they want to mandate vaccines and things like that, especially in the healthcare setting. Right, so you still see a fair amount in healthcare. So they were OSHA. Interesting enough, OSHA was overruled by the Supreme Court, so which was you know a relief to a lot of businesses because they were all trying to scrambling to figure out us for testing. Well, figuring out all right, if if how are we going to manage it? Yeah. The cost for testing back and forth. So um, it was a good move by by uh, the Supreme Court, but at the same time, it didn't apply to federal employees. So, for example, the military. Right. How many thousands of uh, of military personnel and soldiers were uh, laid off or discharged because they they weren't uh, vaccinated? Right. Fast forward to the end of twenty two is this is the defense budget that was put forth. They were eliminating the vaccine mandate for the military. Right. So you still have to be vaccinated if you're not a U.S. citizen coming in on any plane. Oh, travel-wise. Travel-wise, any, any visitor, you can't come in the U.S. We're one of the only countries left in the world that you have to be vaccinated, unless, of course, you come across the border, the border and our southern border. So the, uh, but it's so interesting from a, from a mandate standpoint that it, they, did, you know, they kept it in place for the, for the military, and, uh, but didn't apply to Congress. White House, et cetera. There's a lot of government. Te- the post office actually said we're not delivering the mail if we wow. have to. But so other uh, another big thing in that kind of everyone expected to be a big thing, but it never materialized was everyone was expecting the uh, a new overtime wage limits. Right. Yeah. So currently it's around thirty five thousand uh, dollars. As you and probably everyone remembers, a few years ago was uh, during the, the uh, Obama administration. Just at the end of it, it was it was proposed and going to be a final rule to move it to forty seven thousand. By the start of the Trump administration, that got overturned. Uh, so where we are today is at thirty five thousand. So anyone earning less than thirty five thousand is automatically going to be non exempt and be eligible for overtime. Uh, so those people who only over that that you have to look at their skills and abilities and how much independent discretion do they have. Um, yeah, we all thought it was going to be this year, the, the proposed rule, but it's not there yet. So it's in 22. So we think it's going to be in 23. And uh, sometime this year, we think uh, they'll propose a 
they'll want to get something through during this administration. Right. But I would have thought it would have been last year in 22. And who well, knows? when they had the House, too. Right. Uh, so who knows what uh, what you're going to see that go to? Any any predictions, Jason? I if I, if I had to put to rub the crystal ball, I think it's going to be somewhere around forty seven thousand, uh, where we thought the end of the Obama administration was going to be. So it's somewhere around forty seven thousand. Yeah, I would not. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. And where you know where you're seeing the biggest effect on that? A great example is restaurants. Yeah, you know the restaurant manager that was working sixty hours. They make him a manager, and they right. paid him X, and now he works overtime for free. So this will limit, that'll raise this, you think, to 47. Yeah, somewhere around. That's just my guess. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> here first. <laughs> and Nikki's recording this, so we will, uh, we'll, when it does happen, we'll see how close. Just the prediction. There we go. So at some point, uh, I, I got to yeah. think it's going to be this year. Happen. You know, another thing from uh, a couple other big things from last year was you know, the as the recession kind of started heating up, inflation, interest rates going up, you started to see a lot of uh, large company layoffs. Yeah, especially in the tech industry. Uh, to the Twitters of the world and some other high big name tech companies, big layoffs. And just as a kind of a reminder, if you have over 100 employees and you're going to do at least 50% of a layoff, that's called the WARN Act, where you have to give your employees at least a 60-day written notice that there's going to be a layoff. Um, so that's for larger companies, over 100 employees. Yeah, and I think you'll see more of that in uh, this year in 23. But uh, last year, that was a, a big topic was a was a layoffs. And uh, also quiet quitting was a big issue. Right, right. The well, praise for 20, yeah. 22 quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. And and I think it's still going to be difficult for employers to find good people to fill positions. I mean, we're, you know, in Illinois and Chicagoland, where everyone you talk to, they're having a tough time finding people. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, to a friend and, uh, and a listener of the podcast, and she had mentioned the same of, you know, when is this going to end? When can I get good quality people? Regardless of, of what I'm paying, I just need people that can show up. Right. And, you know, I was at a, at a restaurant last night, and they have, the, they have the same problem. I mean, it's such a reoccurring theme. Regardless of industry, type of business, it's everybody has that problem. Yeah, just in the last... Just in the last three days, we've had conversations with clients in the custodial industry and in the kind of the environmental testing industry. Both are just hurting for employees. It's just no one can find any. But it's either why aren't people looking or people are jumping ship for higher page and paying wages. To, I know a lot of people left Illinois, but it's still. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would think that it's going to continue this year. But hopefully, you know, the, the goal, everyone thought, all right, the interest rates are going up, recession's kind of looming, hard to say what's going to happen this year with a recession. Is it going to be mild or what's going to happen as interest rates continue to go up? But, you know, where are all the people? Yeah. So hopefully we... Not here. Right. In Illinois, that is. I mean, we've, we've got great staff here, but uh, it's still, I mean, I think at any given point in time, we always have four to five openings. Right. Right. So that was a, a a big issue, and and then of course uh, from a political standpoint, uh, Supreme Court on uh, Roe versus Roe versus Wade. That was a and uh, I think that had a big impact, definitely on the Senate side. Right. I think I think had that not been ruled on, I think it was a pretty sure thing that uh, the Democrats would have lost both the House and the Senate. But uh, I know in Illinois, every campaign commercial, and it seems like you know it was. A while ago, but it was all about abortion. Yeah, and I, luckily, I don't. I don't, we didn't hear from two. I think one client came to our HR department for help with like a, an employee disagreement and heated arguments, uh, kind of for and against abortion. 
Um, but it wasn't too prevalent. I, I didn't hear from a lot of our clients that that became an issue in their workplace. Right. No, it just it became really a political issue. Right. Right. You know, the Democrats ran on Republicans. You know, Republicans are you know, on the abortion issue, and it outshadowed the, uh, the how bad the economy and the crime was. When yeah. you look at how bad the crime is in in Chicago, the countless yeah days of carjackings and you know. Last month in December, they, you know, you see the video of a woman walking her dog in the Lincoln Park, and a guy jumps out of a car with a gun and steals her purse, and then her car as well. Yeah, you're just out walking your dog in the middle of the day. Yeah, but all that kind of gets buried in the uh, in the sand. But the uh, so as we look at uh, at at 23, Jason, as we we look fast forward past the month of January, so you think you're still going to probably see more layoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends on the industry. I think the tech industry might see some continued. It depends on the industry, but I think um, we'll see we'll see some layoffs depending on how bad a recession gets, if there will be one. Uh, but I think some employers in certain industries will still be hurting for employees and still yeah, like consider the industry and things yeah, like that. Right? Yeah, I think you're going to see interest rates still continue to rise. Definitely. They, you know, they've slowed down a little bit. You know, it, was, it was, you had, what, three, three or three times they were, uh, raised at three quarters of a point. You know, the most recent was a half a point, but I think you're still going to see see more of that going on. Yeah, and then the last increase, uh, he had mentioned that it will probably be as big, but it definitely will keep going up. Right. And I think that will also drive wage increase. And as inflation keeps going up fairly significantly, I think wages will too. Unless you're in one of these industries that has layoffs, and then you're and then you might be able to, um, as an employer, not have to pay as much. Right. Where does the uh, minimum wages go across the country? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, it depends. So a lot of states have it programmed, where it's January 1st, 2023, January 1st, 2024. Uh, but there are several states that will be up in the air, and obviously how their governor races are going to be panning out will affect their minimum wage and whether or not they're tied to the federal or start on their own to go independent. Do you think think you're going to see anything under the Biden administration over the next uh, couple of years before the general election on federal minimum wage? I don't know. Um, within, it's got a crystal ball. Yeah, well, with it split so close, I think it's it's a good good win for both parties, if it is, if it's not a significant increase. Um, but I, I just with so much it's so much contention right now in government, I, maybe it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I see with, with the Republicans having the House, I don't see a lot of things going right. through. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, you know, on the federal side, that, you know, I could see that as a bipartisan issue, though, raising them. Sure. So many other states, you know, but look at our within our payroll system and our HR team. So, you know, you've got federal, you've got state, you've got county, you've got city. city. You know, it's, it's you know, a fair amount of uh, wages that you're keeping keeping track of on the minimum wage side. But yeah. I would think, you know, hard to say, but it, it, they're going to address it at some point. I would think. Right, Jason, overtime rule. It'll, it's it's happening this year. I, I think it's. Um, I think by summer we'll have a proposed overtime rule, and then it'll give. They allow time for comments and industry groups to kind of fight against it one way or the other. Um, but I think by the end of this year, by the end of 2023, we'll have a kind of a final rule ready to go. It'll be decided. What about getting people back in the office? So we've been back in the office for a long time. And then we, you know, we were back five days a week and then we brought in a little bit of a hybrid. So we've got some, some team members that the most you could be from home is two days a week. But, you know, you, Look at some of the big companies, you know, the large banks downtown in Chicago, and as you go in their buildings, that it's empty. Right. They're they're struggling to get people back two days a week. I think, think you'll continue more? to see people go back more and more. 
as things. I mean, I think it's just the natural, as we're starting to get used to living with COVID, I mean, that's really, the end of the day, that that's what started it all. You know, it forced the issue. But I think you'll see more and more people have to come back. Yeah, unfortunately for those restaurants, especially in the loop, I, I don't think it's going to be 100% right. before COVID. But it'll it'll get more in people back in the office. I don't think we'll be back to where we were pre-COVID. And where you're seeing that is on the large employer side, the small employer side, you're, you know, you're seeing people back. Right, right. So, but yeah, you're right. When you look at retail and uh, and restaurants in the loop and other areas that, you know, they rely on that lunch business that's just not there. And it has the impact on all the muggers, too, <laughs> in the city. I mean, hey, you can still get carjacked at lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. Well, this speaking from experience. Yeah. Right. Your yeah. business is down. Well, yeah. yeah. Attempted carjacking. Attempted, yeah. yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to continue to be an issue. And, and something on the HR side is uh, for those remote employees still uh, you know, working on your culture and working on your engagement, your employee engagement, which is so important, part of your culture. So those remote employees, you still have to uh, you know, work on the culture and how to engage those remotely. But also on the on, on the flip side, you know, we've got so many clients that they're hiring remote people all over the country. Yeah, you no longer have uh, a week doesn't go by where we we at least have like three clients with new states. In new states, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's easier. It helps on recruiting, but it may it's more difficult on the uh, culture and retention side, right? Yeah, but eighty-eight seventy-one, eighty-eight seventy-one. Workers comp. It's the workers yeah. comp code. Yeah, it's, uh, it's now green. Before it's always eighty-eight ten for clerical, eighty-seven forty-five for sales, but now it's eighty-eight seventy-one. Do you see a lot of updating this year on uh, company handbooks? Uh, yes, I think we'll wait for January because that some of these model uh, posters are coming out in January, so I think that'll be a good time to update uh, company handbooks, especially if you're in states that have law changes. Um, that it could affect your business. Shout out to uh, a place we advertise, uh, Kerry Miller at Food Industry News. We were just talking handbooks, and he said, you know, because they don't really have, they've got a couple employees, but we advertise in uh, every other month. And he said, could we, uh, could we trade a free ad for a handbook? <laughs> so Jason would love to create a handbook. Yes, sir. I, I think they're, they're they're really worth it. Until you kind of realize after the fact, after an employee complaint comes up, or if an unemployment claim comes up, it's almost too late at that point. Um, but I think it's a good idea for almost any size organization. It's your safety net. Yeah. And, so, you know, something that we've had a lot of success with is our, uh, is the employee surveys that, that Jason does. Those are gold. That's if, if you don't do one within your company, I would strongly suggest it and re feel free to reach out to Jason. Jason's created the surveys of where you're using a third of 30 of your questions are coming from our surveys and we're surveying, you know, eight, 800 clients during the course of the year who was ever using it. So you've got some, some good data, then you're using some Sherm questions. And then another uh, chunk of questions are for that specific company. And of course the open-ended essay questions are always good, but then yeah. you know, you're, you're then creating focus group to look at what did you do well? What did you do bad? And how can you improve all of it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice way to get a pulse of your company. I think nowadays it might even be good to do it twice a year, but yeah. at a minimum do it once a year. Because uh, times are changing pretty frequent or pretty quickly now, yeah. um, but it's a good way to get anonymous feedback for your employees, where they can feel like they're open, provide open and honest feedback, and how they think the 
the benefits are in the company? Does their management team do a good job communicating? Do I feel like I work in a safe and inclusive environment? Wide range of topics that your employees can give you feedback on as a leadership team to know what you can focus on. And the key is anonymous because I yeah. think that's when you get the true. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a great tool within our, our organization. We've, we use it every year. And it, uh, we, we get a lot out of it and make a lot of changes every year. And right. it's based on your, your coworkers, your, your team's feedback. Yeah. I shower every day of the week now before. The, <laughs> so it's, it's been the body odor. So, yeah, it's gone. It's great. Good to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything else, Jason, before we, uh, we wrap up our first podcast of the new year? Yeah. If there's anything that you could use help on related to human resources, feel free to contact us, hrdemployco.com. We're, we're here to help. You know, 2023 brings you the Nikki Navarro wedding. Yeah. Biggest event of the year. It is. He's hiring security personnel and paparazzi. And, yeah. You know, see how going to, you know, the tastings and picking <laughs> out tuxedos. So we're going to have to have Nikki on as a guest uh, as we get closer. So sure. Wedding planning. In. Yeah. The do's and don'ts. Right. Exactly. So save that date. So we might not have a podcast that month because there'll be no one to work <laughs> for Yeah. So, but, uh, well, thanks for joining us for our first podcast of the year. And uh, any uh, any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, a couple of things from today came from people that reached out with uh, right. with some issues and, and questions. So uh, feel free, hr at employco.com. It goes right to Jason's email. Thank you so much. Make this year a great one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. <laughs>